Want to hear some inside scoop? If your kids are as ready to go back to school as mine are, you gotta check out Kohl's. I got my daughters the cutest sew tops for under 18 bucks, Jansport backpacks for 25% off, and 30% off Levi's jeans for me. I even saved an extra 15% and picked up Kohl's cash. So, yeah, not sure who's more excited right now, me or the girls. Select styles. 15% off ends August 15th. Levi's coupons do not apply. Some exclusions apply. See store calls account for details. Start your day right with daily immune support plus extra strength 5-hour energy. It contains all the great 5-hour energy shot ingredients plus added vitamins and nutrients like zinc, vitamin D3, and vitamin C to help support the immune system. It comes in three great flavors, ultra orange, pineapple apricot, and pink watermelon. All this comes in a convenient portable bottle that takes just seconds to drink. No mixing required. Daily immune support plus extra strength 5-hour energy. Get it today at your local Rite Aid store. On this episode, we're going to talk about quote-unquote price gouging, looting, a little bit on 9-11, and maybe a little bit more. So stick around on this episode of Trend Chat. everybody to another episode of trend chat i'm your host brian bledsoe and if you want to connect with us whether on facebook instagram or twitter it's all the same name trend chat 24 7 and if you want to read some of my articles for politics just go to politics.com slash author slash brian bledsoe also don't forget about the book politics a clearing call to political activism which is available on barnes and noble and amazon over 300 pages from contributors like myself talking about healthcare, education, et cetera, et cetera. Like 17 actually um, different topics. And the article that I that I have that's contributed to the book talks about my time as a delegate last year at the Republican National Convention, which is under the section of activism. So, like I said, go ahead, check that out. Matter of fact, while you're listening, you can maybe go ahead and get online and purchase about five or six copies. <laughs> we definitely would appreciate it. So, like I said in the intro, I guess it's kind of in what I said, saying quote unquote price gouging, kind of maybe giving away as far as how I'm going to comment on this. But either way, I think it's going to be one of those issues. Where you might have a couple of people maybe maybe to like, you know Brian said, What? <gasps> <I know. laughs> might just back up like what? I didn't I, I didn't know he felt like that or I can't believe he said that. Or maybe say, Oh, he just heartless or whatever like yeah, I mean I can anyway. I'm gonna say it anyway, <laughs> but I'm just kinda picturing how people are gonna receive this, so that being said, before I get into that, yesterday was 
and well this is a 16th I guess you could say anniversary you know <laughs> I guess I'm saying the word anniversary just make it seem like it's well I guess it could mean good or bad but but yeah it's been 16 years since the uh, Twin Towers uh, was hit and over 3,000 people in total um, lost their lives that day and on a, also another thing I think we should not forget as well is 9-11-2012 as well as far as what happened in Benghazi I noticed that definitely wasn't talked about nearly as much I guess because it's to bring up 9-11-2012 it's been you know, in some people's eyes seem to be politicized so if you bring that up you kind of seem like you're being divisive or whatnot but it shouldn't be because you know you had a tragedy that happened then on that date as well so so that's when when i posted about 9-11 i posted both of them and that's basically how i how i see it now i know a lot of people were talking about yesterday as far as where were you on 9-11 because it's definitely one of those moments where you know where you were when you heard it unless like some wasn't even born or maybe just too young to to remember but i know where i was um quite you know long story short i was at home in alabama um i was 21 and it came on the news and I really didn't know how to, I guess, to take in what I'm seeing. I really didn't understand it. I'm like, I'm seeing it, but I'm like, like, what is going on? And I just remember at that point, I was just kind of just watching it and not really getting the whole scope of the the tragedy that was going on at that time. Now, one thing. I did remember that one uh, when the story came out about the Pentagon happened and I had a friend of mine who was up in Washington DC on 9/11 at the Pen- well supposedly to be at the Pentagon cuz I remember talking to him the day before and he said we're going to take a tour of the Pentagon and I remember that and when I saw uh what happened there I was wondering was he there because he you know he said he was going to take a tour and if uh was he in the area was he all right but um actually turned to find out he didn't even go to the pentagon because he spent up all (laughs) all night playing what was it um ea college football (laughs) playing video games so he stayed up so late that they decided they were going to go later as opposed to going in the morning which who knows what would have happened, but I'm guessing that it definitely had to be a blessing. Like I said, who knows where they would have been anyway, if they would have went, but yeah, that's basically for the most part, what I remember about nine 11 on the day of now the events afterwards and everything, you know, that went after that. It's, um, you know, we'll still be, well, we still should be vigilant as far as, when it comes to terrorism and just continue to keep that thought really because it can happen at any time 
So just, you know, just keep you, you know, keep sharp. Just kind of really just understand where your surroundings are and what what's going on, you know, regardless. Kind of one of the things I'm going to bring up when I talk about this price gouging thing, you know, be prepared. You know, I, I'm an old Boy Scout, so, you know, the motto is be prepared. And even whether when I'm going to talk about price gouging or when I'm just in general, just, you know, in daily life, just be prepared about just understand what's going on. Well, just a quick thought about that. And actually, before I get into this whole deal about price gouging, let's uh, hear a word from the Founder Project. Hello, Trend Chat listeners. If you like the Founding Project's civics education video series, Civics for All Ages, and our educational meme series, we think you will love our new website. Join us at thefoundingproject.com and be a part of the civics movement. The Founding Project is a 501c3 education nonprofit. Please join us today. You know, when a catastrophe hits, that really tests a lot of things in your life. It can test your faith in God, or if you didn't have faith in God, it, it tests that as well. It can test your philosophy on, I guess, your economics, your faith in humanity as well. And I feel like when we talk about price gouging, I think this is one of those tests. And I feel like it, it kind of, when we have this, I guess, catastrophe or natural disaster that happens, our, I guess, our rational, I guess, rationale tends to kind of go to the side and we kind of run on emotion a little bit. And I think when we talk about this particular issue, I think this is where people, even people who are conservative tend to, I guess, think more on emotion than they do on far as the rational, the logic part, you know, logical part of this. So I mentioned that because, well, one, today I heard about uh, Texas Attorney General Ken Paxson is suing a couple of co- companies for price gouging and uh, as well I th- I'm pretty sure I think probably Florida's going to as well because I'm uh, their attorney general I think uh, Pam Bondi I, th- I hope I got her name right but um, they're probably going to follow suit as well on probably on some companies now first off why are you getting to any of this I do want to say if the you know these laws are in place so regardless of how I feel or anyone else feels the laws are in place. So if you went ahead and still did it, then you get what you get because you knew that these laws are in place and you still went ahead and, and um, decide to do what they consider price gouging. And then you just have to pay the penalty, whatever that is. So first I, just, I do want to say that that being said, if I guess we were putting this to a vote, I'm personally, I'm, I'm against, you know, these anti-price gouging laws. I mean, because it it basically just increases the government control of goods and services. And, you know, I'm not for government control 
any other time. So at this point, I'm I'm not for it either. So that's one reason for me why why I'm against it. So you know, and how someone sells you know their product, whether it's high or low, that's one thing. I think I want to make sure that people know whether it's higher or lower. So if you talk about higher, it's, you know, it's considered price gouging. It could be lower. Someone could give it away if they want to, but it should be up to them if they want to do that. If they want to sell it for cheaper, that's on them. They should have the, you know, they should have the right to, to sell it either higher or lower. And, the thing also, well, I guess another thing also when I'm talking about how uh, catastrophe can test, you know, things in your life, it also can test how you feel about personal responsibility because it also it's on us to be responsible enough to, as I go back to what I was saying before, be prepared before the tragedy hits, before this natural disaster comes, it's up to us to be responsible enough to already have these things ready. Uh, whether it's uh, an emergency fund to take the trip out of the state or to have the water already or to have food or whatever it is to have the resources that you need. You should already be prepared and be responsible enough to already have that before two days before the, the hurricane is going to hit. So that's also should be on us to be more responsible. But also this is when you see these like the I guess the fluctuation of prices during this time. It's also kind of a glimpse, not not to this extreme now, but is it it's a glimpse as far as how a free market will work. And, you know, I. And saying that and seeing that, I think a lot of people don't really like what they see because this is kind of how it would work as far as if you had a real free market in the, you know, in this country. Like I said, wouldn't be to this extreme, but you will have like you will have maybe someone selling water for twenty nine dollars there. OK, someone else has it for twenty. Then it. That other place might bring it down to try to compete with the other one that had it for 20. Then if you have someone else for, further down the road selling for 14, then it brings it down even more. It just depends on. It's kind of one thing. I, one thing I've been bringing up on Facebook is that the rules of supply demand do not change within a emergency situation. And. This is and having this situation go go out like this and then having um the prices with this you know whether you were having eight dollars gas or or whatnot the thing about it like i said it's about being prepared before it has gotten to this point and plus it, it's not like where you have either even whether you have people who are just outlandish with their prices that they've set. That is up to that person that is selling. You know, to the seller, whoever whoever it is, that's their prerogative as far as what they're how they're going to sell their product. And having these laws, like I said, 
just because it's an emergency situation does not make it to where the government should come in and basically seize, not so much seize your property, but to basically regulate how you sell whatever it, whatever your product is. And that's why I say I feel like it's one of those instances where a lot of people, like you already have a section of people already don't <laughs> wouldn't agree with free market capitalism anyway. So they're not gonna they they can care less about these laws because they they will love these laws. They would like price control not during an emergency situation. They will want price control, you know, in it all the time. <laughs> so you know, not those people, but even people who will say that there are free market capitalists, you know. But when you have these situations, all of a sudden it's like, oh, well, we need the government to come in and regulate. Well, um, what happened? <laughs> I mean, you know, it's kind of easy to say that you're a free market capitalist when you don't really have to live it out because in this country, we don't have a free market. <laughs> it's not free market capitalism here. So you don't really have to live that out. And it's easy to just to read about it and to even when you're reading about it and seeing that, okay, yeah, this, I, you know, I actually agree with this, but then to actually have to live it out and see it in practice, it's not going to be as rosy and wonderful as you probably think it's going to be. And that's one thing for that. I tend to get upset a little bit about because I'm not the type of person as far as whether we're talking about limited government or, like free markets or anything like that. Some people tend to want to talk about these ideas and make it seem like it's going to be this utopia. And that's very misleading. <laughs> Even though you may think it's, it's right. And I believe these ideas are right. It doesn't mean that it's going to be great. And like, that's like very happy especially in the beginning, because most people don't know what to do with themselves if they really have to live in a free market. <laughs> and I'm saying that for myself as well, because I haven't lived in that. But I do believe that these ideals are right and understand that if we did live through these ideals, there will be a lot of growing pains. Let's put it that way. If we had that. So. That, you know, I don't like to promote the idea like, oh, if we did this, it's going to be all sunshines and rainbows. No, no, there's going to be there's going to be some <laughs> some trial and error going on, especially at the beginning, because nobody out. No, I'm not going to say some nobody in this country has any idea how it would be to live in a free market system. And we wouldn't know what to do with ourselves. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm pretty sure sure about that, <laughs> that we would just freak out if we really broke it down and had a real limited government, you know, small government and, you know, it had to be responsible for, uh, you know, a lot more of our lives. <laughs> it would be a real shock to the system. I can guarantee that. And so, but you know, so don't believe it when someone said like, it's going to be just so peachy <laughs> if, if we did have that. No, it's, it's the right thing to do, but it's going to take some time to get to the point to where it's, you know, where you can get familiar with knowing how to basically be more responsible for yourself, basically. And, um, you know, I, this, it's just something that, um, I kind of went off 
off my little script because I, I had so much to talk about. I actually wrote out a little bit. I normally don't do scripts. I, I don't have one now. I kind of have like bullet points, but the thing about it, I just like I had so much I want to touch on. And here I am going off on a rant that I didn't even write about <laughs> or even put a bullet point towards. But, but, it, but anyway, back on script. <laughs> How people are reacting? To, <laughs> I mean, how people are reacting to you know price gouging and all you know, and basically when you say price gouging, that is a negative term because it's you're trying to make it seem like it's it's a that the people who are doing it are just um or basically evil, <laughs> in which that could very well not be the case. Now there could be some people who are just really just taking advantage that you know that definitely can't be the uh, can be happening but that's shouldn't be just assumed just because prices have went up so that's why i said quote-unquote price gouging because just to say that it's just something to try to make it seem um you know something nefarious is going on and you know how people are reacting to this <clears throat> it's kind of the reason why i'm not confident that we will ever really have what I've mentioned just then about limited government having a free market system. I don't think that I, I'm very, <laughs> I'm not confident at all that, that we'll ever get to that point because how, how people are reacting to this. And I can see kind of how, you know, we having like all these different federal programs, whether you're talking about Obamacare or just taxes in general, how people are reacting to these emergency situations where you basically have got hit in the face with how a free market would work. And a lot of people probably don't like that and they'll see it like, and then they might be turned away as far as not wanting to be all for this limited government because they see what it can possibly turn into. And so, and so by seeing how people are, <clears throat> Or basically posted on social media about about everything they're posting all the prices and everything and being outraged and you know this is why we will always have big government basically I mean because the majority of us and I'm talking about people like I said we, you already had people who are who want price controls who basically want big government anyway but then you also have people who are you know who consider themselves conservative who kind of whether they know it or not, are kind of falling into this trap and far as wanting to, I guess, wanting big government as well in this sense. And even though they just, I mean, you might say it's an, it's a, you know, it's an emergency, but still it, it is government control just because it's an emergency. It's still government control coming in, taking basically regulating how someone should sell a product. So now I, <laughs> Even though I went, I was thinking about all this as far as when it comes to price gouging and everything. And and it, I was just thinking to myself, I wonder what other people kind of think and people that I respect at least um, about price gouging. And wonder if I was, you know, kind of off as far as how I was thinking it through. And first person I thought about it, someone that I'm. I would definitely consider kind of like a, I guess a political mentor. I mean, but as far as just reading his books, it's Thomas Sowell. And so I Googled 
price gouging Thomas Sowell just to see what he said. And I'll go, I was wondering, like, are we, am I thinking the same way? And just to show him, I came across, he had an article from 2004 <laughs> talking about price gouging in Florida. So, <laughs> and so I, I shared that on the, the social media accounts, Facebook and on uh, Twitter. So if you want to read the article that I posted about what Thomas Sowell said, just go there, but I'm just going to read just a little bit of it. Um, just one paragraph. So forgive me. Here we go. <clears throat> Quote unquote. Price gouging is one of those emotionally powerful and economically meaningless expressions that most economists pay no attention to because it seems too confused to bother with. But a distinguished economist named Joseph Sumter once pointed out that it is it is a mistake to dismiss some ideas as too silly to to discuss because that only allows fallacies to flourish and their consequences consequences can be very serious now there's obviously more to the article but i just want to read that little part of it and so but in reading it basically thomas Sowell's kind of a lot more eloquent than i am <laughs> saying it right now and saying about price you know these anti-price gouging laws are basically or or kind of or just infringing on the basically on free market capitalism in a way so i guess that's my rant for that i can basically go on to the next i guess topic which is be looting i don't know how much i'm going to talk about that but before we get to that let's have another word from the founding project hello trend chat fans the founding project invites you to experience our latest resource to take civics to citizens, TFP's new website. Visit us at www.thefoundingproject.com. Be a part of the civics movement with The Founding Project. The Founding Project is a 501c3 education nonprofit. Join us today. Yeah. 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 Why am I playing that? Because I I am happy at myself. I am proud of myself as far as being able to get through that whole thing without in one take. Basically, <laughs> I'm like I wrote that little bullet point out and I was like, oh, man, I, I don't know if I'm get through all this. <laughs> and yeah, I yeah, I'm just proud of myself. I'm just I guess you can say I'm just feeling myself a little bit and I just had to play a little clap there. <laughs> um so the next thing I was <laughs> going to mention, along with everything that's going on with the hurricanes, is looting. Because normally what happens right after this, you have people going out and breaking windows and taking everything outside. You know, so, uh, you know sometimes it's food, but for the, <laughs> a lot of times it's shoes and TVs, which I don't, you know, I don't know. You're eating shoes, and I don't know what's in those TVs. I don't, they got some Rice Krispies or something inside them TVs. The people feel like they need to need to take those because they're in such dire need but but um it's funny because to me the more i see videos of people going out looting right after uh, a hurricane or something like that or some natural disaster where people were evacuated but people choose to stay i'm really starting to believe that 
some of these people are staying just so they can loop. <laughs> I mean, because they feel like, okay, I'm just going to stick it out here. Okay, now, so, first let me say, I know there's some people who just don't have the means to go. Like, that's why I said the word some. <laughs> but I do feel like there's some or do have the means to go. They just like, no, I want to stay because I know there's nobody going to be in these stores. So I can just run in and throw a brick through the window and take whatever I want. I feel like that's what some of these people are doing as well. And, you know, and obviously when you start seeing this and you see some of the the videos and majority of them are, are black, then all of a sudden uh, your black social justice warrior, all of a sudden the black Twitter, all of a sudden want to start scourging the web, trying to find some white looters anywhere <laughs> so they could post. Look, look, there's some white folks looting too, which... I'm pretty sure there's white people looting. There's people looting. Like looting doesn't have to be um, color uh, specific. You know, <laughs> people commit crime regardless of their color. That being said, <laughs> if you just basically got the stats and saw how many, how many of one race as far as all the other races, I would bet you that it would be very disproportionate to the population that you would, you would find that even though you might find other races out there looting or whatnot, yeah, for some reason, you see the majority of this looting and the people who are put behind bars tend to be black. And so that, it kind of shows right there. And it kind of goes into the other stats as well, because you have you have other stats where you have the, the minority of people committing over, like half or close to half of all the crime. So and but then when you get busted on it, all of a sudden you want to start screaming racism. My question is, like, did you do the crime or not? If you didn't do the crime, that's a different story. But if you did do the crime, then guess the old rhyme goes if you did the crime you should do the time and just in this case so I can, I can care less if you're black brown white or whatever if you're out there looting then you're out there taking someone else's property and I don't this kind of goes back to what I was talking about price guy just because it's, it's a hurricane to hit or maybe in your mind you're like well ins their insurance can take care of it or whatever that. that's not the point just because, like, if you think just because they have insurance and they'll get yeah get the stuff back in away, that still doesn't make it right to go out and just take other people's property. I don't care if the people are gone. I don't care what what excuse you're gonna bring up. I mean, so people. I guess one excuse people bring like, well, uh, I guess because they like because they can't afford it or whatnot or because that. These Jordans are a hundred dollars, so they feel like justified to where, well, I guess I should um, to be entitled to take this because uh, it doesn't cost as much to make this shoe. Well, that's not the point. That's how much they want to sell it, and that's and if you want to buy it, that's how much you got to pay for it. It's not. It's not up to you to far as what what the price should be. The price is what it is. So, when, so like I said, 
I don't care what color you are. If you're black, put it back. If you're brown, put it down. <laughs> if you're white, please re requite. <laughs> Either way, I mean, just stop stealing other people's stuff. <laughs> just because a hurricane hit doesn't make it yours all of a sudden. <laughs> but that's it. That's, that's all I got. <laughs> it's just what that's what been on my mind when I see all these videos and whatnot. And, and I'm, that's basically, I'm pretty sure it's going to happen again next, next time there's another hurricane. So, anyway. That being said, let's have a another word from the Founder Project. Hello, Trend Chat fans. The Founding Project invites you to experience our latest resource to take civics to citizens, TFP's new website. Visit us at www.thefoundingproject.com. Be a part of the civics movement with the Founding Project. The Founding Project is a 501c3 education nonprofit. Join us today. Yeah, so look at there. I was able to get all my points out and still have a little bit of time. And so here's the little more that I mentioned at, at the beginning of this. I want to play back this interview that I recorded almost a month and a half ago. I played it. On the on trend chat, I did play it on here, but I had to cut it because I I missed just the time, and I it's really been sticking in my mind to like I I really feel bad that I had to cut this off, and I wanted to make sure I played all of it, and so since I have the time, I want to play it now, and so this is the president of District Media Group, Beverly Hallberg, and I'm just you know I, I want to play this interview. And play it in its entirety. It's just five minutes, but I did have to cut it when I first aired it because I did, I messed up on the time. So, given I had time now, here we are. Here's the president of District Media Group, Beverly Hallberg. Hello, this is Trent Chat, and we're here at the Western Conservative Summit, and we are here with the president of District Media Group, <laughs> Beverly Hallberg. How are you doing? I'm doing great. How are you? Now, I want to first say I'm a little bit nervous doing communication with you because your podcast is called Filler Words, and hearing your podcast and knowing what you're talking about as far as trying not to say, um, mm, like. Now, I'm a little bit nervous in saying this because I know you're hearing me right now. <laughs> well, think about this. So I train people how to do media interviews. So it's sometimes a little bit nerve-wracking if I don't do it well because then I'm not modeling what I preach. So you could say we're in, you're in good company because I'm always trying to make sure I don't mess up either. Okay. Yeah, so I'm just... <laughs> I was wondering when I was watching your presentation and you used the word filler words on there and I was like oh I don't see anything about the podcast so tell, tell us about the podcast so filler words is a podcast I'm doing with Michael Pratt we do it in Washington DC our motto is it's the best podcast like um ever you know <laughs> so what we do is he he works in digital media I work in broadcast media we've known each other for years we have a love of communication we're both conservative and so what we do is we'll take issues of the day obviously a lot that are political but we also focus on sports interviews. We'll focus on trends in digital media and try to inform the audience on here's an example of what you shouldn't do. Here's something that went really well so that people have a place to turn to just on overall communication strategy. Okay. And there was one thing that you mentioned that I am pretty much interested in wanting to hear. How do you educate 
people on policy without sounding condescending? Because that's something for me that I definitely need to know myself. Well, one of the things that we covered in, in our lecture today, which I think hits hits home on that, is it's really about connecting to what people care about first. So we could get into a ton of detail on a wide variety of policy issues, but if people don't think that you care about them and what they're going through, none of it matters, right? So part of it in, in chatting with people, it's listening about what do they care about, what do they currently face with their health care situation or with their taxes or with their job, and connect to how your policy actually would benefit them. And maybe give a specific example on how that looks like. So we tend to just focus on the minutia and the nitty-gritty of every policy issue. But what we really need to do is, who am I t- talking to? How does it apply to them? And let me show you why I, the, the principles that I believe in will benefit you if we see them enacted. Okay. And maybe three years ago, I did a bit of a media training with District Media Group. And I found out how I definitely lacked in as far as being myself on camera and now with your podcast and everything else it's definitely has helped me in many ways with whether it's on email or just on social media it's just i just want to say that also that y'all have been a great help as far as my communication might not sound so well right now but thank you <laughs> well that means a lot so i have a great team and we all love communication and we want people to communicate well so it means a lot to even hear you say that it's been beneficial to you and even filler words podcast which is a new newer thing i've had i think five four or five episodes and we're going to be gearing back up again in september so it's just really encouraging to hear that it's been beneficial yeah so um what all else are you now see i just said um i just noticed that book <laughs> well you can get the filler word app which we talked about in the presentation today but for listeners out there you can spell it u-m-m-o it's a filler word at word app our next podcast we're going to be monitoring the filler words of michael pratt and myself i will say i tend to do a little bit better than he does he doesn't mind if i say so but we're we're both always trying to work on it and yeah we don't know exactly what we're going to start covering in september because it depends on what's going on in the news so we always try to remain current use uh, current examples in order to illustrate the communication techniques but i'm really excited we have a lot of guests that we're going to be interviewing so bringing experts on to talk about how they work in social media or pitching people so we we have somebody coming up who we're going to interview talking about how do you write a good op-ed and how do you pitch yourself to do media interviews so we're going to be bringing experts on in the fall so we're excited about that okay and i guess last question is are you still on cloud nine about your warriors Thank you for asking. Yes, the Golden State Warriors, very, very excited about their championship. My dog is named Draymond Green, so I am a, a big fan. And we'll say very excited. It's the first time I'm, after this trip in, Co- in Colorado, I head to California, to the Bay Area where I'm from. So I get to officially celebrate with my family because I haven't been back since the championship. So there could be watching the finals together, celebrating with the family. So um, the celebration has not ended is what I'm saying. Very, very excited. All right. I guess how to get you on social media and everywhere. Yeah, so you can follow District Media Group on Twitter at District or at District Media DC, or me personally at Bev Hallberg. Um, if you're interested in our newsletter, you can go to districtmediagroup.com, sign up for our newsletter on the homepage. The Filler, Word, Filler Words podcast is on SoundCloud, it's on iTunes, so you can download it there. And yeah. Or you can Google my name and you can find it all somehow. <laughs> all right. Thanks so much for your time. Thank you. Yep, man. Thanks to Beverly for her time. And she mentioned it in the interview that filler words is 
back running here on um in um what what is it september <laughs> i really forgot what month it was that fast but yeah but um yeah so they've started back up on with filler words and it really has been a pretty good resource for me as far as understanding as far as communication and trying to not do as many filler words as possible I'm pretty sure I did a, a quite number of them <laughs> today, but at least I'm somewhat mindful as far as how to keep from saying as much. I'm guessing if I didn't have filler words, the podcast, to really think about how I'm going to not say, um, you know, <laughs> what, whatever, I'd probably be doing a lot more of it. So I, I really appreciate them. So. Like I said, they are on SoundCloud and iTunes. And it's a pretty good podcast. and I really like it. And I encourage you to check it out as well. So, we're here at the end. I appreciate everyone listening. I really do. I really want some... I don't really mention this too much that I want feedback as far as the podcast, but... Given the subject that I talked about, I really want to know what a lot of people think on this and and whoever is listening, let me know. I want to know what you how you know how you think about whether it is price gouging or looting and whatnot. Let me know what's what you think. You know, like and I guess go back to what I was saying as far as you know, the social media accounts, whether it's Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, it's all trend chat twenty four seven. You know, leave a message. Let me know what you think about these issues. And so, trying to think, I don't. I'm guessing they're not gonna. Yeah, it probably won't be a <clears throat> a show on Thursday. I'm pretty sure. So we'll probably be back next week, unless I have something. Oh, I guess I could just say to be continued because it could be early, sooner or later. Who knows? I might have a rant that I just can't <laughs> let go. I gotta get it off my chest and put it on. The, on the program so so with all that being said i'll just say until next time we will chat with you later Switching to GEICO is a good idea, especially when you consider everything. First off, GEICO makes it easy to switch. They have licensed agents available 24-7 online or over the phone. But if it's so easy, you might start thinking everything is easy, even big wave surfing. And it's not. It's actually quite difficult. 
Well, if you switch to GEICO, you could save hundreds on car insurance. And you could keep saving by bundling your motorcycle, boat, and RV, plus your home or renter's insurance. But saving money might lead you to make some questionable purchases, like a 20-foot feather boa. And do you know how hard it is to clean a 20-foot feather boa? Well, they do have an industry-leading mobile app you can use to pay your bill, file and manage a claim, or add a new driver. But when life gets a little easier, it makes you too confident. And you start calling everyone ace. And you're better than that. Well, GEICO has a 97% customer satisfaction rating and has been saving people money for 85 years. It's hard to beat that. But you're right. Switch to GEICO. It's obviously a good idea. When it comes to working at GEICO, our best advocates are our employees, like Maxine. But since she's so focused on growing her career, we hired an actor to read her story. At GEICO, I love mentoring the new associates to help them make this a career and not just a job. And with new opportunities and job stability, GEICO has been helping people grow their careers for over 75 years. The only downside? She still hasn't met the gecko. Where are you, fella? Ready to start your career, Fredericksburg? We're hiring claim sales and service agents. Apply online today at geico.job slash Fredericksburg.